Good Morning Sleepy Town. I'm Bo Bartlett, and you're listening to The Art House. Art House Radio, coming to you from 88.5 WCUG, from way down, way down, in beautiful downtown Columbus, Georgia, from across the tracks in the Carpenters Building at Columbus State University. I want to welcome all of our listeners in Charleston, Charleston, South Carolina, tuning in on Alm Radio 96.3. Thanks for being with us this morning. Today's show is Apocalypse. The Apocalypse, yep. Coming 77 years after the first bombings in Hiroshima and Nagasaki in World War II. That date was August 6th and August 9th, 1945. So this week we're going to talk a little bit about it, have some music around it, and uh, just try to live in it and process it a little bit. Glad you're with us here on The Art House. We have a word of the day today. The word of the day today is apocalypse. Apocalypse. It's the complete and final destruction of the world as described in the biblical book of Revelations. It can also mean any event that's involving catastrophic destruction. We have a quote of the day today. It comes from Leonora Carrington. Leonora Carrington. There are things that are unsayable. That is why we have art. There are things that are unsayable, and that is why we have art. Leonora Carrington. We have a beautiful show for you this morning. I want to thank Sho Irakawa, our producer and engineer extraordinaire. Thank you, Sho. We're going to have a lot of contemporary musical interludes this morning to sort of go around the story, but we're going to start off going back. We're going to go back 77 years to July and August 1945 to the music that was being heard on the radio, on the radio waves, and on the jukeboxes all across America when the first nuclear bombs were dropped. We're going to start off with Sentimental Journey by Les Brown and his orchestra featuring Doris Day. This is from July and August 1945. And then after that we're going to hear Perry Como with Till the End of Time. Let's start off with Doris Day and Sentimental Journey. Thanks for being with us this morning on The Art House.
tender and tenderly say that I'm the one you love and live for.
said enough no one really answered they just said don't go don't go don't go don't go don't go well, all this leaving is never ending I kept hoping for one more question Or for someone to say Who do you think you are? So I could tell them Intensity, a drop evaporates by law. In conclusion, leaving is easy when you've got some place you need to be. I'm giving up this gig for another season. TV on mute I'm listening back to the tapes On the hotel bed My, my, my apocalypse My, my, my apocalypse I realized I had said very little about waves or wheels Or riding for the feeling Riding for the feeling Is the fastest way To reach the shore On water or land Riding for the feeling 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 Riding for the feeling
I had stood there at the end and said again and again and again and again and again in answer to every question Riding for the feeling 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 Riding for the riding For the riding And for the ride Riding for the feeling Riding for the feeling Riding for the feeling
You're listening to The Art House, coming to you from WCUG in Columbus, Georgia. 77 years ago, 77 years ago this week, August 6th, 1945, the first uranium bomb, the first atomic bomb, was dropped. It was dropped by Allied forces over Japan. On August 6, 1945, the bomb called Little Boy was dropped over Hiroshima. Days later, August 9, 1945, the bomb called Fat Boy, a larger bomb, was dropped on Nagasaki. An estimated over 200,000 people were killed, many more wounded, all mostly civilians. These bombs still remain the only two nuclear weapons ever used in armed conflict. World War II was over in Europe, VE Day, in May 1945, and the Allied forces had turned their attention toward the Pacific. The Potsdam Declaration of July 1945 had called for an unconditional surrender of the Japanese troops, the alternative being prompt and utter destruction. The Japanese ignored the warnings. In John Hersey's seminal book, Hiroshima, he recounts the stories of six survivors from the bombing. Late in the evening of August 5th and into the early morning hours of August 6th, air raid sirens had sounded throughout the night. The last all clear had sounded at 7 a.m. in the morning. By then, the Enola Gay, the airplane piloted by Colonel Paul Tibbetts, was on its way, traveling six hours from the Allied base Tinian toward Hiroshima. The bomb Little Boy was released from the plane at 8.15 a.m. At that moment, a lone mother, Hatsuyo Nakamura, was standing in her kitchen. Her three children, her three young children, were sleeping on mats on the floor behind her. She's standing and looking out the window. She's been washing and drying some plates from last night's dinner. The all-clear had sounded an hour before. Her children were still tired from the night's sirens. She's looking out the window at the beautiful morning, and she's watching her neighbor, a man across the street, who is on his roof, and he's taking shingles off of his house, tearing them off of his roof, shingle by shingle. He's tearing his house down, slowly tearing his house down, because the mayor of Hiroshima had set out a decree for people along certain areas, certain fire breaks, to tear down their homes so that if a fire came from a bomb, from a conventional bomb, that the whole city wouldn't burn. So her neighbor is tearing his house down to try to protect the other neighboring houses. And she's watching him, idly watching him, drying a plate. When there's a huge flash, a huge yellow, white, blinding flash, and Twenty minutes later, she's waking up, 
standing up and shaking, shaking dust and dirt and pieces of her own house off of herself as she's standing out in the open, her house and the house across the street and all of her children on the mats, everything, everything is gone and she's standing in a devastated landscape amid smoldering structures, dust and smoke and rubble, a lone figure in the landscape. There is a scene from another story in the Hersey book, John Hersey's book, Hiroshima, where a woman is in a library and she is crushed by a wall of books in the library when the blast goes off. Books. Books which are a universal symbol for culture and creativity and information. They become the tool. A tool not for improving life, but as a weapon, a tool, a weapon for destruction. August 6, 1945 marks the day in history when man's capacity to use his creativity and intelligence to make the world a better place has instead been used to produce a technology, the bomb, which can destroy the world. The age of anxiety is born. The age of anxiety was born 77 years ago this week. I don't know about you, but I think about life and what comes after life, death, um, a bit too much. It's not that I'm obsessed with death, hardly the opposite. I am terribly engaged in life and the activity of living and creativity and having a creative life. But the mystery, the mystery of what comes after this period, this life, is sometimes overwhelming for me. I want to know. It is a great mystery. I've had a near-death experience. I floated up in the yellow light, the golden yellow light, and it was overwhelmingly beautiful. It was life-affirming, and I don't have any fear of what comes next. But it was just a glimpse. It was just a glimpse. And the mystery, when I see the photos of the web telescope from the web telescope, of the infinite galaxies making up space as far as we can see. I am humbled by the wonder. And I, I wonder how human life plays into this tapestry, these wondrous multicolored tapestry. 
How do our actions help or not help? None of us save the planet. None of us individually save the world. It is a collective activity, every action we take. From the microcosm to the macrocosm is either for the self or for the whole system. If we think holistically and act holistically and steward our little patch of the world, then we will be doing a service to help the whole. In Hiroshima today, there is the skeleton of a dome of a building which was at ground zero when the bomb was dropped in 1945. They have left this building as a memory. It is the peace memorial. The peace memorial. May we all remember the events of 77 years ago this week in Hiroshima. Why should I know, why should I care That a tiny little thing Like the sun will once be gone I'm sure it won't be until long Besides you and I will both be gone I should be digging my way China with a shovel that winded up in Portugal. Oh, it's a long way to crawl, and I missed the earth and its blue walls. But when I put my head up in Hiroshima. Just like earth only upside down And I carelessly walk around I carelessly walk around
I've been waiting for something to happen For a week or a month or a year With the blood and the ink of the headlines And the sound of the crowd in my ear You might ask what it takes to remember When you know that you've seen it before Where a government lies to a people And a country is drifting to war There's a shadow on the faces of the men who sent the guns To the wars that are fought in places where their business interest runs On the radio talk shows and the TV You hear one thing again and again How the USA stands for freedom And we come to the aid of a friend But who are the ones that we call our friends? These governments killing their own Or the people who finally can't take anymore And they pick up a gun or a brick or a stone And there are lights in the balance
This is the end. Beautiful friend. This is the end. My only friend. The end. Of our elaborate plans. The end. Of everything that stands. The end. No safety or surprise. The end. I'll never look into your eyes again. Can you picture what will be so limitless and free, desperately in need of some stranger's hand in a Just like that, this is the end. And the doors from uh, 1967. It's just a snippet of the end there. You're listening to the Art House, Art House Radio, coming to you from WCUG in Columbus, Georgia. And you can hear us on Alm Radio in Charleston. I'm Bo Bartlett, your host. <laughs> what a day today, huh? Yeah, right? Let's go back to the beginning. We heard Frolic by Jake X. Fussell, my friend Jake X. Fussell. Thank you, Jake, for letting us use Frolic as our intro music. And then we heard the music that was playing on the radio when the bombs were dropped in Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945. We heard two songs back-to-back. The first was Sentimental Journey by Les Brown and his orchestra, with Doris Day featured on vocals. And then we heard Till the End of Time by Perry Como. By the end of that year, by the fall of 1945, Perry Como's song, Till the End of Time, was the song we were hearing on the radio after the dropping of the bombs in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Then we heard a beautiful musical piece, Nocturne, by Luke Howard. That was from 2014. And then we heard Writing for the Feeling, Bill Callahan. I'm a big Bill Callahan fan. I have to slip those in when I can. So that was from 2011, Writing for the Feeling. Then we heard Opus 56 by my friend Dustin O'Halloran. I'm really a big fan of Dustin O'Halloran. That was from 2021, English Music. Then we heard Ab Ovo by Joab Beving. Joab Beving, 2017. Music behind the story was Man Bartlett. And then we heard Hiroshima by High as a Kite from 2014. Then we heard Cigarettes After Sex with Apocalypse, 2017. And then Sweet Apocalypse by Lambert, 2017. Then Lives in the Balance by Jackson Brown from going back to 1986. Just wanted to throw that in. I just feel like sometimes it's more about balance, right? It's about keeping our lives in balance. Then we ended with a little snippet of the end. Remember Apocalypse Now? 
When Francis Ford Coppola played that at the beginning of Apocalypse Now, the film, if you haven't seen it, make sure you see it as life-changing stuff. That was Jim Morrison and the Doors from 1967. Behind us here we have Pop Shalom by Him For Her, our friends Him For Her. Thank you for letting us use that as our outro music. Wherever you are, wherever you're listening, I hope that you'll get out and see some art today. You know, it's fine to look at it on your phone or Instagram or whatever. But you know what? Go out and see some art in real life. Go to the gallery. Go to the museum in your city, wherever you are. Columbus, Charleston, wherever. New York, out west. Just go see some art. It'll inspire you. And then go out and make some art. Get in your studio and make it. Go outside and make it. Make some art. Because you know why? Yes, we have but one life. So let's live it and make this world a better place. Thanks for listening. See you back here next week. Love and light, y'all.